You're listening to the official Khan and Cans podcast powered by ACAST, the world's largest independent podcast company. G'day, bonjour. I'm your host, Bryce Crosswell, Victorian Group Sales Lead here at ACAST, and I'm ready to bring you on the journey of Khan and Cans presented by Pinterest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the official Khan and Cans podcast. Wow, episode three, we're here. Uh, and what a cracker we have in store. Our next guest is none other than Grant Patterson. Now, a little story, a three-wheel trike he used to scoot around on, derived the nickname Scooter. Uh, as he's adoringly known, he's an Australian Paralympic legend, a winner of silver and bronze uh, in the pool at 2020 Paralympic Games held in Tokyo uh, and made a Cairns local. Hey, they call you the mayor of Cairns? Yeah, that's sure, that's sure right. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. That's good. Uh, I hear that you've got the keys to the city too. Yes, but I haven't actually used them to go into Gilligan's yet. I've only used them to go to Triple Pool and train, so well, it's not uh, very... Uh, mate, I might have to borrow them after the after party tonight. Go to um, Gilligan's. Yeah. Free entry. Um, Woo! <laughs> up in here. Let's make some noise. Woo-hoo. Mate, the energy, the energy is here. Scoot. Mate, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure Thank to you. have you here. Thank you. I uh, I had the pleasure of watching your talk just then here at Carn and Cans. You smashed it. I was loving the energy. Now your swimming routine, mate, is out of this world. Nine sessions a week. Yeah, nine sessions a week. I uh, got seven swim sessions and then two gym sessions, and then in the middle of all that, I work full time. So by the time I get to Saturday at about ten o'clock, I'm done and dusty and back to bed. <sighs> Well, mate, I, I feel you with the 4.40 wake-ups. I'm not swimming. I'm looking after an 11-month-old. So I, I feel your pain with the wake-ups, but yeah. you must love it, mate. Yeah, well, I, I love, what I love more is I love going to the pool and training. Competing is, you know, you've got expectations when you go somewhere. But training, I just love the competitive nature that me and my teammates have at training and we battle each other. And also, swimming is really good for my body. So it's a win-win for me. So what was the age that you started swimming? I first started swimming competitively at the age of 11 um, and I did it for two years and in those two years I had a a small mid-term and a long-term goal and obviously the long-term goal was to represent Australia at the Paralympics. Anyway, yeah, 2002, uh, that dream got put on hold. So for five years, I didn't do any swimming. I, my um, head coach at the time left to Melbourne and then I had a, a few injuries with my shoulder and my ears. I had tropical ear. If you've ever had that, it's a really uh, painful thing. I've never heard of tropical ear. Yeah, 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 your ear swells up. It's horrible. Yeah, wow. Anyway, um, for five years, I did nothing. I put on a lot of weight and I looked like Jabba the Hutt of Star Wars. Um, anyway, after high school... I decided to hop back in the pool and do some um, just you know, a couple of sessions a week, uh, mainly because I wanted to get fit and healthy and look better for the ladies, which still hasn't worked. <laughs> um, but then in 2007, September, uh, that's when I hopped back into the pool competitively and we went to 2008 Beijing Paralympic Trials and I missed out on making that team by one and a half seconds. And I remember when my coach Herbie and I had come back um, to Cairns, we sat back and said, look how far we've got in six months. Imagine if we have four years. And so the rest is history. Huge, huge. I love it. Uh, mate, again, I was loving your chat. Um, the chat for those at home were the, was the role of sport in shaping culture and behaviour. 
Now, I'm really interested to know your thoughts on how we can use sport to help, I guess, best promote inclusivity. I think sport is a great way to include what was that thing inclusivity. So inclusivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's a great way to do that because, you know, especially the Paralympics, you've got so many different people with different um, impairments at the Paralympics. And when there's kids at home that are in a wheelchair or can't walk or deaf or blind, or, and when they're watching or seeing or, you know, observing that, they, it gives them hope to get out there and do something great themselves. <clears throat> and, you know, you've got people like Dylan Alcott, Kurt Fernley who paved such a great road yeah. to bringing Paralympic sport, you know, up there with the Olympic sport guys, as in like coverage with Channel 7 and so on. Um, people like myself and you know, the others, we can create awareness to get more people out there and then also get more sponsors on board. And I think, you know, Tokyo, um, in the talk before, Nathan Sperling was just saying that the Australian Paralympic team was one of the highest rating um, shows like, well, during COVID last year and it was just the love of the Australian Paralympic team, how we all got around each other and obviously performed well, but a great bunch of characters. And I think also a lot of us Paralympians, we, you know, we don't take life for granted. We're already dealing with a challenge, but then to do training on top of that, well, not, not easy, but you know what I mean? We already do one challenge of fitting in, and then to do that, that's just another skip and a stone. So. Amazing. Fantastic. Mate, it's a perfect segue because in the talk that you just did, I heard the story of your fight to get to the Tokyo Games. You know, it was great listening, and I guess one that promotes the hard work Paralympic athletes have to endure. You know, what's, you know what does diverse representation in sport mean to you? Well, it means like, you know, we're creating awareness uh, of people with disability competing. But I'll give you an example. Um, well, maybe 15, 20 years ago, the Paralympians and the Olympians would have different trials when we go for a selection for a team. Where now, we're swimming at the same trials that the Olympians are swimming at. So, you know, that's when diversities come together and and in also inclusivity. Um, and they're combining us and then also that's how we uh, get more coverage and be a part of the nation and, and obviously what we saw at Tokyo, everyone fell in love with it. It's probably a big question, mate, but where do you see the sport, you know, or, or Paralympic athletes in, you know, four, five, six years' time? Because there is, you know, Dylan Alcott, you've got yourself that are doing big things in in the sport and getting awareness. You know, where do you see it in the next couple of years? I hope it just keeps getting bigger because it's already, like, from Rio. Obviously, I wasn't at Rio. I missed out. But Rio was great because I sat home and watched it. Tokyo was better, apart from there was no crowd. Yeah. Um, but in years to come, I hope it's the same as Overboards where we can hopefully get the similar sponsorship and uh, deals like that because then, you know, myself, I work full-time. If I want to live by myself and, you know, because – uh, a sport is part of your life, but it's not everything. And if you put all your, your stones or marbles in one bag and something doesn't go right, well, that can be a bit sad and depressing sometimes because when you haven't made a team and you're not working anything else on life, well, you can be very depressed. Where myself, I focus very hard on swimming, but I also focus 
on my, my work life in the real world because, you know, I want a house. I want I have a lot of hobbies that I like, so my shed's nearly bigger than my house to cage all my toys. Um, and unfortunately, Paralympic swimming doesn't pay like Olympic swimming, so that's why I've had to go and work full time, which I, I do enjoy because it's given me um, key features in life of how to be resilient, time management, you know, how to you know, earn your money hard way, I guess, um, which has given me, yeah, great, great um, values. Um, so, but it would be great to see Paralympic movements or, you know, disability in general, you know, evolve into what the able bodies do. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And it'll just happen over time. It's good to see the balance that you've got too, right? Because, you know, I play sport myself and you get quite fixated in the sport, but it's good to have the balance. You've got your work life, you've got your hobbies and your big shed. So it's um, it's good to hear. Now, Scooter, last question. I don't know whether you know this, but the theme of Khan in Cairns is turning an idea into an I did. Uh, what's an idea that you've had that's turned into a I did it? One of my biggest, well, apart from winning a medal at Tokyo, that was pretty big for me. It was a 13-year-old um, dream come true. But something that I really impressed myself and I think a lot of other people is in 2015, uh, we were talking about me doing a, a half Ironman and a lot of people at the, at the barbecue, it was a family barbecue, were saying, oh, you can't do that. How are you going to ride a bike? How are you going to do that? What about the run? I said, no, screw it. I'm going to do it. So, yeah, 2015... I um, well, the idea come in 2014, but I did the um, half uh, half uh, Ironman, which is 70.3 in 2015, and I'd say 1.9 kilometer swim, yeah, a 90 kilometer bike ride, okay. and then a 21k run. Now, if you go home and research my disorder, diastrophic dysplasia, it's a rare form of dwarfism with curved spine. Lack of cartilage and joints, curved bones, pretty much chuck me in a washing machine, chuck an old person in a washing machine and you get bacon and eggs come out of <laughs> But for me to do that, I mean, I myself, because I don't like to fail, but obviously when you fail, you learn. But I was also, you know, thinking, oh, how am I going to do this? You know, 90K is on a bike for me. Obviously, I've got different gear ratios to someone on a, an able bike on a proper size bike. I was on a uh, BMX bike, 20-inch wheels, and it had a we, – we widened the back frame so I could put an 11-speed Shimano gear hub in the back, so I had 11 gears, no front gears, so I only had 11. Um, but I ended up – because before I did the race, we were thinking that I might come in around the nine hour, nine and a half hour mark. And the cutoff for everyone else was eight hours. Yeah. I ended up doing it seven hours, 48. Yeah, and I was like beside myself. Um, but in doing that, um, I thought, you know, I've always had, because that was 2015 and I'd been swimming for about seven years. And I've had a lot of support throughout my early swimming career with, you know, fundraisers and stuff. And I thought to myself, when I did go Ironman, I said, while I'm doing this, you know, it's not every day you see a, a midget do a half Ironman, you know, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. So I said, while I'm doing this, I'll use uh, my name, brand, whatever you want to call it, to raise money for someone that needs help. And I ended up helping out a little girl, her name was Justine, she had a rare form of diabetes, and ended up raising 
uh, 10 grand to buy her an insulin pump. So that was, you know, I killed two birds with one stone. So, and then two weeks later, I went to Worlds in Glasgow and I won a silver at Worlds. So I remember the Australian uh, manager at the time, Adam Pine, he wasn't happy that I did a half Ironman before I went overseas. I said, mate, I'm here. I did a PB. What more do you want? Yeah, fantastic. But, mate. Sorry. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Um, Scooter, thanks so much for your time. No worries. You're an Aussie icon and you're doing, you know, wonders in the pool but also outside of the pool as well and even better bloke. Um, so, mate, take care and thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. Woo! You. Thanks for listening to the official Khan in Cairns podcast powered by Acast, the world's largest independent podcast company. If you're interested in podcast advertising, contact Acast to get your brand in front of millions of engaged listeners today.